never got around to doing that but essentially it's really simple and for every kilogram of meat you make then it's just an hour simmering okay good awesome cool yeah uh okay so so we've got that and then do we have pasta yes okay what kind of pasta are we doing we have penne okay this is a story okay oh, so okay. oh good i don't know whether you have a favorite pasta but my family does and we fight about it all the time <laughs> i am like a long pasta kind of girl like spaghetti tagliatelle you know that's what i really want to have with my okay ragu but my sister she loves penne okay in her honor today i have brought penne. thinking about you sandra oops there we go. Thank you, Sandra. There we go. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, is that going to be... Okay, so are you like an al dente type of girl? Of course. Okay. That being said, though, today I made lunch for myself, <laughs> and I just was not paying attention, and I left it overboard. I was so upset. My penne were so soft. I'm like, <laughs> what is the point of having teeth if, you, <laughs> if it's all so soft? I just don't know. Okay, so today we're going to be keeping a very close eye on the on the pasta and the thing is i never really measure the time i just sort of like eat pasta until i think it's the right consistency okay <laughs> there you go all right so uh, well, one of my questions was what recommended drink what are we drinking does it pair with the meal so i'm assuming i've already made the cardinal mistake <gasps> white wine <laughs> well that being said though actually like white wine is used as the base of traditional bolognese but ragu mm. we use red wine interesting interesting okay but i would have sort of two recommendations one is like a more of a sentimental recommendation so my dad really likes the wines from the french region of Corturon. Oh, so then most of the times yeah so most of the times he would be having a malbec or a merlot with this mm-hmm. so i'm sure it pairs well but that's just the sentimental this is what i really associate with this okay but i think a lot of people would recommend most strong italian reds chianti okay. or something like that okay i don't think you can go wrong with this <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're just gonna let that how much longer do you think we have for that one? Uh, not that much. Honestly. Oh wow, it's okay. Yeah, yeah it's definitely. definitely. I just need to turn up the heat. I'm cool. so impatient in the kitchen. <laughs> it's mostly it's most of the time to my detriment. But, <laughs> but there you go. I just like eating. What can I say? <laughs> okay. So, well, okay. So tell me about yourself, because we've we we've, <laughs> you've thrown out your your Italian uh, oh, yes, pronunciations of food. <laughs> Obviously, our our podcast audience cannot hear cannot see us, oh, yes. which is good because I'm I'm in jaw. Oh my god, imagine! <laughs> <laughs> but tell us about yourself, Julia. All right. So <laughs> as you may have gathered, everyone, my name is Julia, <laughs> and my dad is Italian and my mom's Vietnamese. And that's another reason I really like this sauce, because my Italian grandmother taught my Vietnamese mother how to make it, and now she's taught me and my sister. So it's a bit like a passage of tradition. Okay. But essentially, that's why I'm a bit of a food snob, I Mm -hmm. suppose. But, you know... From two cultures. From two cultures, exactly. It's all I told you guys. (laughs) Food is just excellent. (laughs) But yeah, that's basically me, and I'm currently doing a master's here in Bath, and um, I met Karis while I was here. (laughs) <laughs> okay. We'll soon be celebrating our one year anniversary of being friends, Aww. if you thought about that, come June. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, that's really weird, isn't it? Yeah, I know. And how did we meet? Be, be specific. Okay, so essentially, we were both going to stay at temporary summer accommodation here in Bath yes. before our term started. Mm-hmm. And so I moved in first, and it was like sort of flat style, so we all had bedrooms, we had to share the communal yeah. area. And I was 
I was, you know, I didn't really know anyone was going to be there, and I asked, is anyone moving in? Is another girl moving in? Because yeah. I know there were some guys there already. And they yeah. said, oh, there's an American girl moving near the end of the month. And I was <laughs> like, man, I really hope I meet her, I like her, you know, it'd be really nice to have some friends and things Aww. like that. And the funny thing is, I didn't even meet you first, I met your dad first. <laughs> and then he was, like, so nice, he was just, like, casually in the kitchen, and I was like, who is this man? Like, what? Yeah. Like, actual adult yeah, man. Yeah, like, actual not... adult man is doing accommodation. I was so funny. I think he came in, like, because he helped me move in, obviously, and mm-hmm. I think he came in and was like, oh, I just met your neighbor, and I was like, oh, God, what, what have you done? <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, that's, and then, of course, I just met you in the kitchen one day. Mm-hmm. And you're very social, so that's good. What's all? Yeah, because you were like, oh, let's go do things. And I was like, oh, thank God, someone is going to take me out. Like, otherwise, I'd just be in my room all the time being like, why does no one text yeah. me? Like, oh, no. I know, so just as well as I met you. Oh. Well, I didn't have anything to do for the first, like, month that I lived here anyway. Oh, yeah, I remember you getting everything sorted. Yeah. Mm, I'm just going to boil some water. Oh, yeah, go for it. I mean, who's got time to wait for past the water <laughs> to boil normally, right? I think that's one of my favorite things since moving here is that everybody just boils water in the kettle and then just puts it in the pan. <laughs> there we go. Do you remember when your dad came and he couldn't put the kettle back into its stand and I No. Would you not remember? No. He was always like like, oh my god, how does this go back on? And I just, like, move back on. <laughs> I feel a bit weird, but... Oh my god, no, I don't remember that. I think I've, like, purposely blocked out a lot of those, like, memories from living here. Uh, that was disgusting. It was, but it was not our fault, though. It was not our fault. It was yeah. not our mess. It's a lot more acceptable when you make the mess. It was, like, two months ago mess. Yeah, it was. All right, and we're back. <laughs> so the kettle's done boiling, right? Uh, <laughs> Julie's gonna put the water in the pan. So, Julia, yes. where are you at in life right now? <sighs> <Okay, where's> this? <laughs> there's this question. This question. You do know it's I May knew, time and I'm a student, right? I knew <laughs> when I sent you the, um, the questionnaire, I was like, this is going to be the one that... <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, let's just say I'm at a very important time in my life Ooh. as I need to start making some serious decisions about not only what I do in the future, but you know what I really want to do and in what I want. Yeah, yeah, like what I want from it. Yeah. And how important are certain parts of my life to me? How much would I, you know? Jesus. <laughs> Guys, I'll tell. Yeah, girl, it's been a week. <laughs> okay. There you go. Okay. Otherwise, I'm decent. Yeah. Okay, so you're finishing up. So do you finish up your course in this summer or in September, like I do? It's basically in September. Okay. Yeah. My final. Day. And then I should really know this, but it's August, <laughs> September time. But basically, I'll be here in the summer, so we can recreate Yay. our great summer Aww. adventures. We should do the hike together. <gasps> we should. <laughs> Next time, spilling the beans in the wild. Oh my god. <laughs> it's, me, it's me over a campfire. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. What is a. Oh, well, I yes. turned 22 last <gasps> week. How was. And you turned 22 two weeks ago. Yes. Wait, no, I turned 22 three days ago. <laughs> than last week. Within anyway, seven days. <laughs> less than seven? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, how was 22 for you, Julia? The, the best yet? I don't know. I feel some sort of way about it, I tell you. Like, <laughs> it's it's just that 22, you can't really get away with anything anymore. You know, when you say you're 21, people are like, you're still a child. You don't really know anything. But 22, like, you better start knowing things. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Apparently. 22 feels old. I know <laughs> I say that every 
year, like literally. But twenty two yeah. actually feels like you, know, <laughs> you can't really say, oh, but you know, I'm still a student, or oh, no, I'm too lazy. I don't want to do this adult thing because you're an adult. Yeah, we yeah we need to start like being adults. That's um, crazy. <laughs> oh, and the thing is, like when I was fifteen, I thought twenty two. I was like. Definitely, yeah. I've got my life sorted. I can know how to do taxes. I can do <laughs> absolutely anything without help. But here we are. I don't know. Oh, I'll be this time next year when I'm 23 and see how well, I feel. I bought an eye cream the other day. Oh I bought gosh. an eye cream Anti-aging, the day after I turned 22. What does it do though? Anti-aging? Um, let me check. Okay. They say that you, if you know, you start anti-aging young, then I'll never age, right? Then you'll never age. Yeah, you'll just it's like well, better than Botox. So. So basically, the day, the morning after my birthday, I got mm-hmm. my five pound off from Body Shop, and oh. I so I went into Body Shop, yeah, and then I was like, okay, I have five pound off. What am I gonna get? And then they were doing three for two on skincare. Seriously, what so, did you text me these things? Right? I'm sorry, I'm you don't twenty two too, right? They're still doing it. So, <laughs> so I got the vitamin. <laughs> now this this is now a skincare podcast. <laughs> I got the vitamin E moisture protect emulsion with SPF 30 for the daytime, uh-huh. which is a very light moisturizer with SPF in it, which is also very important for our anti-aging. Mm-hmm. And then I got the eye cream, the also the vitamin E eye cream with vitamin E and bio fermented, holy shit, hyaluronic acid from France. Oh. So yeah, it helps uh, reduce the appearance of fine lines, puffiness, and dark circles. So hopefully that'll keep you looking 21 forever. <laughs> keep me looking 21 forever. Oh my goodness. Yeah, but that's the sort of thing you're starting to think about. Like, you know, when you turn 22, you're like, wow, my 20s are coming to a close quite soon, aren't they? Well, and I've been riding this no makeup train for a while, oh. or like no makeup makeup train. Yeah. And I haven't worn concealer under my eyes in a very long time, oh and I'd gosh. like to keep it that way. <laughs> So, (laughs) yeah, I figured I should up the skincare a bit. I also got a chemical exfoliant. Really? Yeah. And how's that going? Um, it's really weird. So you like put it under your hands and rub it under your skin for 20 seconds and it balls up, which I can only assume is like the dead skin. Yeah, hopefully. And then you like rinse it off really quick. And me and Ryan both did it. It was, it was weird. And I was supposed to use it two or three times a week. So I'll let you know if I'm looking... Yeah. Youthful. More exfoliated. More. I'll, let you look, I'll let you know if I'm looking 12 anytime soon. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah. Oh dear. Okay, so have you salted your water? Is that an important thing to Okay, you this is time? another argument Ooh. as well. Right, so like, I must be 16, so my parents have been married for 17 years when this finally came to light. That my mom salts the water first, then brings it to a boil. And the only then did my dad figure that out because he's someone who waits for it to boil, then adds the salt. Why? So the whole family was thrown into chaos. Right? Oh and God. then we were Googling, we were calling people, like, but essentially, you know, from a scientific point <laughs> Italian of view, grandmother on yeah, the phone. Literally, like, well, of course, you know, the way my dad does it in his eyes is totally correct. But essentially, um, you know, I was trying to think of it from a scientific point of view because salted water has a higher boiling temperature. So in theory, perhaps they do that so that you don't have to wait as long yeah but the difference would be so small so i really just think it's just yeah. a habit and people just of course just put up these divisive barriers to separate <laughs> the pre-boil salters from oh the post-boil <laughs> salters i'm a post-boil salter oh wait, okay i'm i'm always a when i remember i will what do you mean when you salt remember? the water like if i don't remember to do it right away i'll just do it later yeah oh That's i think we're bubbling Ooh. yes 
Oh yes, you need a royal a rolling boil. Rolling boil. That's okay. how you stop the pasta from sticking to itself. Okay. Also no. having nice pasta. Helps. Now, do you use oh, do you use um? I'm a big fan of the Sainsbury's own whatever's on sale. Yeah. What do you need? Salt. Salt. Whatever's on sale pasta. Whatever's on sale pasta is my favorite pasta. Um, do you use olive oil in the water? In the water. I didn't even hear about that until another American friend told me. Oh, is this an American thing? Apparently? I don't know. Well, why do you guys use it? I always heard it's to keep it from sticking. Right? Yeah. yeah. But I've never really heard that. And that's why, you know, it's a rolling boil that you want so that there's a convection current to keep oh. moving the pasta around. But I feel like if I love having a scientist <laughs> Italian friend. <laughs> um, but essentially, that's and also having decent pasta helps. Okay. But um, I don't know. I guess you could. But also in my mind, like oil, oil, <laughs> water and oil don't mix very well. So I don't really see how that helps. No, I never really thought it did either. But I always thought it kind of worked. So there you go. Know, keep doing it. I guess. Keep doing it. <laughs> like, I'm not here to judge. Oh, thank you. Only in my head. <laughs> but not on the podcast. Never. So, okay, and then we've got some bread we're going to put in as well, yes. which is solely for me, apparently. Yeah, poor veggie carrots. <laughs> I just had to bring something. Ooh, I'll just pop it in the oven then. Okay, cool. You hear me struggling, trying to get it out of the... <laughs> we love these sound effects. There we go. in an oven is insane. Like the condensation means you don't oh, see anything. Oh yeah. <laughs> Should I set the fork, please? Yes. Uh, in that. Yes. And at the bottom. There you go. It's always hard to portion how much pasta you want, honestly. I okay. When I made pasta the other night, yeah. I actually, for the first and only time in history, made the exact correct amount of pasta. Really? I swear to God. Yeah. So what's the trick then? Now that you I have it? no idea. <laughs> I just poured the correct amount this one and only time, apparently. Because it's a bit of a moving target, isn't it? In the sense that, like, as you wait for it to cook, you start getting hungrier, and then you're like, I really should have put in some more. So you well, put some more, and then it's too much. Okay, so what's that pasta that comes in, like, the little nests? The dietelle. Yes. So I got that one time, and Ryan was like, oh yeah, it's one per person. One so, nest per person? Yeah. He was like, that's why it's in the nest. And I was okay. like, oh, great. So I put two nests in. Yeah. That was barely enough for me. <laughs> oh, my I goodness. was like, it's like four nests per person, I swear. <laughs> so I've never, I've not trusted the nests. No, that is true. But it also depends how much you can eat. Like, actually, oh, very, very officially, pasta is only supposed to be a primo. So it's your first main. <laughs> okay. When we went to Rome, yeah. I noticed that. And I yes. was like... No. <laughs> I, I was know. like, that is my, that is exactly, it's the only thing I'm eating, and I will have as much of it as I want. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. So that's why, in theory, you're not really supposed to have that big of a portion of pasta. Okay. But that being, do you want to know what my personal record for how much pasta I ate is? Yes, absolutely. All right. So I must have been 14, 15. I had just gone home from, like, this international sporting competition for, like, four days. We're doing sports all day, and we're eating pretty mediocre food. Okay. So I got home, and I was like, Mom, I'm so tired, and I'm so hungry. This was almost 10 p.m. at night, and Mom was like, Okay, okay, don't worry. I'll fix you up some pasta with ragu. Yeah. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and then she was like, how much pasta do you want? I was like, just keep putting it, keep putting it, putting it. And then I ended up eating literally a whole packet of spaghetti, 500 grams. Oh my God. And I finished it. And my parents were just staring at me being like, 
what have we raised? <laughs> like, never man should top that. And I have to say, I really pushed myself for That's that. That's amazing. Five hundred grams. That's a whole packet of spaghetti in one sitting. Wow. Eleven o'clock at night. But that's very after much like. But after like sports. But yeah, long days of sports. But at the same time, that's also very much a sixteen-year-old thing. Like I yeah. don't think I ever could top that again. Oh my god. <laughs> um. So that's one memory of your ragu then. Yeah. What's another? What's another memory of your ragu? Oh my god. Like, there's just so many to name. Or let me just think. Do you remember that time that you invited me over for dinner and I was like, oh my god, Karis, I have like it- an Italian food emergency. I'm gonna have to come a bit later. I don't know whether you remember this. I don't know if I remember this, but surely I okay. should. Yeah, yeah. Well, essentially, and then you were like, what's wrong? And I was like, well, just that the door to my fridge had not been closed <gasps> all day. Yes. Okay. And then I thought maybe my meat that I was about to make ragu with had gone off, and I was like you know what? I'm going to make it right now. So I basically speed chopped, speed simmered, and everything I could to try to get this ragu done before I I, I vividly speed. remember this because of course you're the only person that would have <laughs> yeah. You're like, I have to make a, a shit ton of ragu. You, yeah, I have to make sauce right now, Karis. I can't speak. Or, I mean, for example, my sister is such a big fan. This is her favorite sauce as well. Okay. And, like, every day, every birthday of hers, she would have it for breakfast. That's how much she, that's her special treat. She's like, defrost the sauce Wait and then I have it for breakfast. I might yeah. have a new birthday tradition. <laughs> well, there you go. Or, like, for example, when my dad was cooking, like, my mom was out, she was my dad cooking for the two of us. And then he would defrost the ragu, and he was like, oh, maybe I should make it more interesting. So he added, like, chili flakes to it. And then my sister had, like, a total fit about it. She was so upset. She was like, I've had such a long, hard day. And to come home, I expected to taste my favorite sauce, and it was spicy. <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. That was betrayal, the highest order in my family. Ridiculous. Oh, my God. Italian, so, yeah, just, like, Italians are relentless. <laughs> so just stuff like that. It's insane how much you can associate with a sauce, right? I love it. That's so funny. I know. And that's just, like, a little bit of it. Like, my family are, we eat so much, <laughs> honestly, especially at this. Oh, my goodness. Okay. What, if there, okay, Julia. Yes. If there was one piece of advice. Oh, she's tasting. How I'm, like, oh, I'm burning my tongue, so, really. Oh, she's burning her tongue. Mmm. <laughs> yeah? Oh, my goodness. Okay, she's just tasted the sauce. genius. Oh, no. <laughs> I got very lucky with this one. I don't know what I did, but this is very good. Sorry, you were asking me an important question. I was, I was, but, I mean, this is a cooking podcast. <laughs> Sorry, please carry on. So, if there is one piece of advice that you can impart on our audience, what would that be? <laughs> no, Karis, you know, this is a bit of a trick question, because I need to say something insightful, right? Something very deep and wise. And okay. So, with that... <laughs> um, but... Is there a but there? But <laughs> I suppose I'm just gonna go for the practical advice. Okay. Because I'm just that kind of a practical person. I'm sure as you know, turning vegetarian, you know, you've improved your lifestyle and you've had some very good food yes. without having to taste meat. And for me as well, like I've accidentally been vegetarian quite a few days this week. I'm literally breaking it with the <laughs> sauce. Oh no. <laughs> I know, but I mean the thing is I don't hold it for like ethical or moral reasons. It's just that it yeah. happened to be and it seems like really easy and a lot of the flavors have been gravitating towards it being veggie. Yeah. But of course being vegetarian even a few days a week is actually extremely helpful for the environment and your health and so on. So if I would have to impart any advice is don't knock vegetarianism until you've tried it. You don't have to be 100% vegetarian. You don't have to label yourself. You don't have to say, oh, actually, I'm a flexitarian or anything. If you do maybe three days a week vegetarian, that's already really fantastic. We say, we as say. we're about to eat a meat dish. Yeah, this really should have gone with a different episode. Isn't it? Okay. 
There you go. Like meat substitutes. This is true. Or yeah. my favorite, which is just adding a bunch of veggies in there and hoping for the best. There you go. I'm sure there's some vegetarian ver- versions out there. Definitely. But my grandmother wouldn't like that. So this is where we are. Like, <laughs> so this is what we're doing <laughs> traditional today. No, that is very true. Well, yeah. not. That's how I started becoming a vegetarian. Was I was like, oh, you know, I just I just won't buy meat at home, mm-hmm. or but I'll eat it out, or oh, I'll just do a, you know a couple. I'll do this curry with chickpeas instead, yeah. and then just found myself not missing meat very much. Yeah. And was like, oh, it's well. a lot more low maintenance than having meat because you're always worried like, oh, the meat's gonna come off, or the meat's expensive. That's or what such kind a thing. Yeah, and it's expensive as well. Well, at least in this country, in America, I think it's a lot less expensive. Really. But over here, it's much less expensive to just be buying fresh produce all the time, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. There you go. That's a little PSA today. <laughs> I mean, I do biology, so I really could not have made this not about global warming, right? And, and don't use plastic straws. And yes. Recycle, and, please. And, you know, reuse your clothes. Don't buy into fast fashion. Like, mm. there's so many ways. But that's, again, also a different, separate podcast. <laughs> Keep your keep your ears out for Julia's podcast. <laughs> Maybe one day. Well, I need to think of a better uh, good name though. I can't I can't spilling the beans. Maybe <laughs> spilling the harsh truths about our reality. <laughs> Maybe no one would tune into that. Oh, I don't no. know. <laughs> All right, let's get. Can we get a listen of maybe some bubbling? Sure, of course. famous in the mm, world region. Yeah. But there you go. But mainly Parmigiano Reggiano is the best. 
I will say, mm-hmm. funnily enough, when we went to Italy, we yeah. didn't, we barely ate any cheese. Really? I don't understand the line. <laughs> oh. I think we, we had, like, the best intentions. Yeah. And obviously we had it, like, with pasta yeah, and yeah. Like, we had cheesy everything, but we yeah. never had, like, a cheese board. Is that as much of a thing in Italy? Oh, that is actually a, such a good comment. I never really considered that. Because um, I, like, che- I had cheese boards in France. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's not as much of an Italian thing to have, like, a cheese board. I suppose, yeah. I never really thought about it that way. But I don't really recall having cheese boards in Italy. Maybe it's popular now as a sort of French influence sort of thing. But yeah. most of the cheeses we would have would go into things like sandwiches, or you eat it as a snack. Okay. But to have it as, like, something at the end of the meal? Yeah, you're right. I never really See, thought about that. and here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like Ryan think Ryan is very much on the page of, like, cheese is the dessert. Okay. I'm on the page of cheeses the meal. Oh, <laughs> like, I see. I will eat a cheese board for dinner. I have no shame. The thing is, a well put together cheese board's got all the flavors you need from a main meal. Exactly. Salty, sweet, nutty, whatever the blue cheese taste is. I don't know. <laughs> savory. <laughs> whatever, yeah, whatever it is that yeah, the blue cheese is doing. Yeah, that. It's got many different types of textures. You got mm. some healthy fruits, I guess, to you know distract from the fact you're literally just eating like dairy eating cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I try to put like some mustard in there. Seriously, I do. I like like a bit of whole grain mustard. Okay, that's just interesting. On some bread, it's really good. Okay, well, I mean, we used to have this cheese. Like an Italian uh, family friend of ours would have a cheese that he would eat with strawberry jam. But it was a very particular combination. But it was oh. so nice. But I wish I was I was too young to really pay attention to what the type of yeah. cheese is. But you can have some things with like sort of chutney or jam what as well. What is I want to say? Mm-hmm. My favorite cheese, I think which is the one that I tried. I tried it in France. Yes. And then when we went, and I was like, oh, actually, it's on the board. Yes. We tried it in France. It was the best cheese I've ever had. It's a... That's a weighty title. Comte. Comte. Yeah, I it's know. It's so good. It's, it's a hard couch cheese. Mm. It's a bit nutty. Mm. I could just, like, eat a whole block of it, honestly. Really? Oh, yeah. my gosh. And I couldn't find it for so long, and then... Um, of all places, we were in Morrison's one day, and I was like, we need to buy it. That's amazing. Although, when we were in Portugal, again, of all places, yeah. we had the best cheese. It, was it a Portuguese cheese? It was a Portuguese cheese. Really? And it was baked like a camembert. Okay. And it was kind of like a comte, and that was it was nutty. Yeah. But it was also kind of like a Parmesan, and then it was really? also like kind of like a goat's cheese esque to it and we ended up buying some at the duty free because it was so good really so i've got it in the fridge right now but <gasps> i can't i can't unfortunately share it with you because initially why did you tell me that then i'm like, so sorry <laughs> so upset now ryan um, would be very upset with me if i if i cooked it without it <laughs> fine but um okay julia's testing the pasta what did she say could do with another minute another minute yeah back on the not heat. al dente quite yet now are you, you're al dente, mm-hmm. you're not, okay, because I feel like I'm normally like one minute past al dente. Okay. Because I don't like the starchiness mm-hmm. sometimes when you bite into it. I suppose, but I guess it also really needs to complement your sauce. If you're going to have something like delicate, okay. like pesto, I suppose, you know, it doesn't, it might be better to be softer, but then if you're having a really, really creamy, meaty sauce like this ragu, yeah. you might want something a bit hard to cut through that texture. Okay, good to know. But there you go. And I mean, like, in, in like, in total practicality, you can really pair any sort of pasta with any sort of mm-hmm. like sauce, but yeah. there are some golden I, pairings. So, okay, 
regarding your comment earlier mm-hmm. about about everybody having a favorite pasta, yes. I feel like mine is definitely a mood because okay. I, sometimes mm-hmm. I could smash a penne, mm-hmm. but then like the other night when we had spaghetti, mm-hmm. all I wanted was like spaghetti noodles and sauce. Yeah. I was like, oh, I could get a penne. No, I want thin spaghetti noodles. Yeah. That's all I want. Cause, and the thing is also, it's not because like, again, very much the basics, all pasta is quote-unquote technically the same right it's yeah. literally just the shape that's different and yet it makes us think about you know it, you know pairing things how much we want it and it's about how you eat it and how much you can eat it how much sauce it carries and things like that but that's why like for all sorts of meaty ragui sauces i prefer spaghetti okay i just i don't know why there's something i associate with it so strongly but my sister's converse obviously she really prefers penne yeah but of course penne apparently is a lot better with things like carbonara and so on like we can go on forever about what the traditional pairings are yeah for me i just like the spaghetti because i like twirling it up mm-hmm. i i don't know i guess like once you put it in your mouth there's still spaghetti out you can still like keep you can going slurp it up yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> like the, the the you know the spoonful is not done there's still more you can slurp up afterwards okay yeah Oh, it might take the bread out. Oh yeah, that's a good good show. On notes of bread, however, ooh, actually, could you help me here? What do you need? Should should I take out the whole tray or shall I just pop out the bread? Just pop out the bread is probably fine. There's some some tongs over there. Oh yes, that would be preferable. Anyways, on the notes of bread. Okay. So bread is totally essential for my family in the sense that we have bread whenever we have pasta because at the end of the of the meal, you still have sauce left over, obviously. Yes. And what do you do with that? Throw it away? God forbid. You take some bread and mop it up, right? Okay. And in Italian, we call that with scarpetta, which literally means a shoe. Don't ask me how, but it's very typical in my region to do it. Like, for example, if I did it in front of my Swiss relatives, one who is Italian, he said, oh, you're definitely from that region if you do it like that. Oh. So it's very much like a regional thing. So it's like, oh, no, don't, don't do that. Turn the middle one all the way to this. There you go. There we go. So it's kind of like when you have a cream tea. Which yeah. way you do the cream? Yeah, basically, yeah. It's Interesting. Like a food identifier, and then there is a joke based on that. Um, you'll see how well this translates from Italian. Oh but you know, scarpetta can mean this piece of bread you use to mop up the sauce, or it can mean a shoe. Shoe. So, Cinderella. Oh God. <laughs> After much crying, her fairy godmother arrived, and she was, you know, magicked into a beautiful gown with her beautiful glass slippers, her two scarpette. <laughs> so she went off to the ball, and when she arrived there, they danced for hours. She danced with her prince, and it was the night of her life. And then it came time for dinner. They sat down to a feast. This marvelous meal of pastas and like meats and roasts and beautiful desserts. And they ate and ate and ate. And finally, she heard the midnight bell toll. And she got <laughs> up and she was like, Oh no, I have to go, I have to go. And she ran off, and the prince was like, Oh my goodness. I need to catch her before she goes. So he followed her down the stairs, and as she ran, her shoe fell off, and she said, no, I don't have time to pick it up. I need to go. She carried down the stairs, and he said, Cinderella, what about your scarpetta? And she's like, oh, no, I'm too full for that. And she <laughs> ran into her carriage. Oh, my Classic God. Classic Italian joke. I'm glad it came across. Hopefully everyone else got <laughs> that, but there you go. Classic. That's amazing. Think about that as you eat on this bread. Yes. Okay. Is our pasta ready yet? Probably, yeah. Okay. That is coming off. Oof. Okay. And our sauce has just been light, lightly simmering away. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I'm good to just... Oh, yeah. We've got a drainer thing there. Colander. Colander. That's what it is. 
language <laughs> but yeah actually you usually put some butter it makes it a lot creamier but I think the sauce is very good I think to be honest one of the reasons why this particular batch is so good is I actually put more olive oil than I intended to okay I mean it's the creaminess factor all right so you're gonna plate Serve us up then yes we are oh my god Karis I feel so bad about you know okay. no cooking don't. meat in your vegetarian house <laughs> oh gosh Okay, so that one's yours. Yeah. And then try to get just mostly pasta in mine. The thing is, oh god, this is actually quite hard. The thing is, I was also prepared. I brought Tupperware to take home the extras, so Ooh. I may have it tomorrow at work. Ooh. All right. Make everyone else jealous. Yeah, I need that's, that's good for me. I need like a slotted spoon <laughs> to take out pasta with that. Cheese. How could I forget? How could you take a bite without the cheese? Allow me to serve you, madam. Oh, thank How you. much cheese would you like? A lot. I love that I'm literally trying to put like a mountain of cheese on Karis's tiny, tiny, tiny portion. <laughs> it's fine though. You That's know. good. That'll be good. Yeah. Ooh. This might take a while, and you might want to okay. say something as I grate <laughs> my cheese. <laughs> your family memories mm. <laughs> and the thing is like as with life and as with family there's sometimes we've had the sauce and my mom has cooked it because we haven't had the best of news or things Aww. like that you know like this is oh this has been the go-to sometimes she's too busy to cook sometimes it's this sometimes it's that so this sauce has been through funny times good times bad times the whole lot so mm -hmm. and the thing is of course it comes with lots of memories from my grandmother and and how she cooked it and so on and so forth so yeah it's sort of like a tradition and uh, one of the good things about this sort of tradition is that it really compels you to make an effort with it because mm -hmm. it would be so much easier obviously for me just to buy the jar sauce or a tin yeah. sauce instead but to sort of remember why and why I know this how to cook this and you know yeah. who taught it to me and how my family's come 
through with this recipe, you know, it tells you like, you know, I could do it. Imagine all the struggles behind <laughs> just getting the sauce to where it is Aww. and so on. So yeah, I think that's why, you know, tradition around food is really important. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Julia. My the I'm perfect not. first guest. Really? Oh. Yes. Well, I'm not that perfect. I'm talking with <laughs> my mouth full. Mm. Well, thank you very much. No, thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. Yes, now we're going to eat and actually have our have our own little discussion now. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening. Oh, no. She dropped the bread. I'm still going to eat it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Reuse, reduce, recycle. <laughs> and uh, we will see you next time on Spilling the Beans. Bye-bye, everyone.